Chapter 9 of Conciliatory or Irenical Animate Versions on the Controversies Agitated in Britain under the Unhappy Names of Antinomians and Neonomians by Herman Witsius, translated by Thomas Bell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Concerning the Essence of Faith Having observed, therefore, what is Paul's scope when disputing concerning justification, and demonstrated that faith is not obedience to the commands of Christ, or the practice of evangelical holiness, but a singular virtue, having a distinct consideration from other virtues, it follows that we inquire in what the essence of that faith consists. There are who define it by an inward and a most firm persuasion that Christ is mine, and that all my sins are certainly forgiven me for his sake, to others this definition appears incautious and inaccurate my judgment is that faith may be considered two ways either as in itself and in idea as they speak or as in the subject in the first respect it is a most excellent virtue delineated in the gospel to the perfection of which it becomes every christian to aspire in the last respect it is often found in believers to be very weak and involved in thick clouds if we consider faith as in idea the constant doctrine of the reformed church which is agreeable to the scriptures is that it consists not only in a full assurance and in the firmest persuasion of the truth of the gospel in general but also in particular of my right to christ and all the benefits of salvation and that therefore every christian should endeavour to know that he is in the faith and in christ and be able to say with paul christ liveth in me and the life which i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me i know whom i have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which i have committed unto him against that day for i am persuaded that neither death nor life nor any other creature can separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus in this sense the authors of the palatine catechism with innumerable other divines of our communion have said that faith is not only a certain knowledge whereby i firmly assent to all things which god hath revealed in his word but also an assured trust kindled in my heart by the holy ghost through the gospel whereby i acquiesce in god being assuredly persuaded that remission of sins eternal righteousness and life are given not to others only but to me also by the mercy of god through the merits of christ alone but though such an assurance belongs entirely to faith yet i rather judge that it is a most eminent degree of faith to which we do not rise but by many previous acts than that the very essence of faith can be placed in it for the natural progress of faith so to speak seems to be this that the believing soul beholds in the light of grace the mystery of god and of christ and anon with full consent acknowledges the truth of it on account of the authority of god who beareth witness then further that he loves that truth exults in it and glorifies god likewise that he ardently desires communion with christ that these things which are true in christ may also be true to him unto salvation that therefore with the highest pleasure he accepts of christ when and in what manner he is offered to him in the gospel rests and reclines upon him gives himself up and makes himself over unto him and then that after all these things having now discovered his mutual union with him he glorieth that christ is his delighting most gladly in him who doubts but this is a certain desirable perfection of a very strong faith deserving our most rigorous efforts to reach it and which apostles apostolic heroes and martyrs dear to god and others to whom a more eminent measure of the spirit was vouchsafed obtain in reality 
and of which examples are not wanting even in our own time yea it is very credible that god grants it sometimes at least in this life more sparingly or more abundantly to the most of his elect for it is by no means the lot of all believers so to ascend the height of that most pleasant and most holy boasting that on it they should securely and gladly pass all their time which yet behoved to be the case if indeed the very essence of faith consisted in the boldness and full assurance of that trust i would rather place it in the reception of christ as a saviour and lord and in the flight of the soul to him the english confession composed in the year sixteen forty five expresses the matter to excellent purpose the principal acts of faith are to accept receive and rest upon christ alone for justification sanctification and eternal life by virtue of the covenant of grace these very divines who define faith by an assurance of that nature concerning the remission of sins observe however that it is not always found in all believers chamia is of those who teach that believers know by faith not only by an universal or rather by a certain indefinite knowledge that some shall be saved or that those shall be saved who have believed but also by a particular knowledge that they themselves shall be saved because they believe and that therefore this application constitutes the difference between true justifying faith and historical he adds that this knowledge is joined with certainty but the measure of which is no other than that of faith that therefore the certainty of perfect faith is perfect and that of imperfect is also imperfect but says he as when describing the nature of faith we ought not to insist on the defects of individuals so also in this certainty as therefore we declare that there is opposed to faith not only the falsity of the thing believed but also the doubting of the person who believes it as there is none so advanced while in this life who does not need to pray lord i believe help thou mine unbelief mark nine twenty four it is entirely so in this matter it is the part of the believer to conclude with certainty that he shall be saved by faith and that he is not a believer except he so conclude although it be true that from the feeling of the flesh and of his own infirmity other judgments are suggested whereby that kind of certainty may be shaken so that he seems sometimes to degenerate into unbelief but even in these as in other temptations we are more than conquerors thus that very grave divine who after a little subjoins god forbid we should be so ignorant of human infirmity which we confess is always in some degree in every regenerate person that we should place faith beyond all sense of temptation he feels he often feels indeed wonderful motions from his own unworthiness from the world and from satan and he so feels that he cannot but be affected and so staggers that he is almost like one in despair but wrestling for a time he overcomes at last therefore he never despairs i have spoken too laxly what even the papists themselves do not deny therefore i say more he always believes he always certainly believes that salvation is his own namely because by believing he fights by believing he overcomes thus far chemia panstrati catholica volume three book thirteen chapter one to chemia may be joined peter du moulin who, after he had treated at large concerning that persuasion whereby one applies to himself the promises of the gospel, believing that his sins are forgiven for Christ's sake, expresses himself elegantly in these words, Yet is it not the design of these things that as many should be expunged from the role of believers as have not yet obtained this full persuasion of faith, which God gives not to all at the same time, nor in the same measure, but that we may be taught this assurance is commanded by God, and is earnestly to be asked from him, 
and that with all our might we must endeavour that by prayer and good works it may be strengthened and increased add that there is place for weak faith but not feigned even the purblind perceive the way nor were they equally quick-sighted who were healed by looking at the brazen serpent thus far molinus disput de fut inst part two thes thirty nine perkins also observes very prudently in his catholic reformed controversies sixteen concerning implicit faith that the doctrine of some catechisms is well explained which seem to define faith in the highest and most perfect degree while they say it is a certain persuasion of mind concerning the love and favour of god towards us in christ for although says he all faith be in its nature a certain persuasion yet a perfect persuasion only is a firm and consummate faith therefore faith ought to be defined not only in general and in the highest degrees but also its various degrees and its measures should be set forth even that they who are weak may be truly and properly taught concerning their state neither do i doubt but those very brethren will confess this who otherwise seem to be exercised in extremes and to love rigid and hyperbolical phrases i conclude with davenant's words than which scarcely anything can be more clearly and more accurately expressed and in which i could hardly wish all would acquiesce the word trust says he signifies two things the very act of resting upon and cleaving unto christ whereby we embrace him as with both arms and by that act endeavour to obtain from god the father pardon grace and glory and this we think is that act upon which justification always follows that is absolution from sin and acceptance into divine grace and favour whether the sinner at that very moment conceive the full persuasion of having obtained remission or not trust uses also sometimes to denote the consequent effect of justifying faith namely a full persuasion and as it were a lively sense of having obtained remission and the divine favour we confess that this trust is not justifying faith but the daughter of justifying faith to which the soul does not use to rise except after many exercises of faith and holiness thus far in a book entitled determinations of certain theological questions question thirty seven by the venerable and very learned bishop of salisbury who once bore a great part in our synod at dort End of chapter nine